I believe in this camp. I believe in this Web3 thing. And it's like a year ago, this song camp thing didn't exist. And now we're sitting here, there's 80 of us and we're making amazing music together. Like, this is why I got into music in the first place is collaboration and to have fun and to just like learn from each other. And like, I felt that there wasn't a platform for that for such a long time to do that like online. Welcome to Chaos Radio. This is the story of 80 artists from around the world experimenting in collective creation. Over the next eight weeks, we'll be pushing the limits of music, Web3, by creating 21,000 unique art pieces under the shared artist name, Chaos. Join us as we witness this artist grow, fall, rise, and we hope, ultimately, thrive. We're calling our community of makers Camp Chaos. And here at Camp, we believe the most exciting part of this project is the making of it. So come join us backstage with Song Camp, a little family of music and love in Web 3. Climb down into the pit orchestra while we rehearse for our final performance, making art as chaos. Will we be able to let go of our egos enough to truly own this work collectively? Can we survive off the promise of a future NFT drop? Will we harness the power of chaos? Or be consumed by chaos? I'm Yada. And I'm Losa. Let's, Let's find, find out, out together. together. Hello, Chaos Radio listeners. Welcome to episode three of this crazy chaotic experience where we will cover the behind the scenes happenings at Camp Chaos. A little recap for you. Camp Chaos is an eight-week half-songwriting, half-Web3 hackathon experiment where 80 artists from around the world collaborate digitally to create 45 songs as one headless band called Chaos. These 45 songs, combined with stunning visuals, will be released as a collection of 21,000 unique NFTs. And the camp is divided into four acts, each being two weeks long, a fortnight. In the last episode, we covered Act One, Order, where we dove into how artists will be getting paid through supercharged NFTs. And this episode, we're observing Act Two, Disorder. We'll be introducing Eris, goddess of chaos and discord, as she begins to play a more active role in how we share the work of our headless band with the world. We'll cover some of the challenges related to value flow and then wrap up with some ideas for where chaos will go after the NFT release. Without further ado, let's jump into act two. I think in the call at the time, Matthew was like building up towards something we'd all been quite excited about, like the reveal for Camp 3. What would, We knew there would be a Camp 3, but none of us knew what Camp 3 would be. And the theme of it is going to be chaos. The moment he said it, it kind of set off like uh, a bombshell of ideas in my mind because way prior to this moment, I had found Discordianism. That's Shamanic, an active member in Camp Chaos and in Alchemy House A. I'm Shamanic. I make crazy noises with my face. And yeah, that's what I do. In 2021, Song Camp held its first two camps, Genesis and Camp Electra. Towards the end of 2021, way back before camp started, Matthew Chame announced that the theme of the third camp would be chaos. Shamanic was on that call and was very excited to find this out. My brain kind of exploded because we're on 
discord with a bunch of creatives that are literally trying to redefine the music industry but just creative industries in general like definitely doing something that's not the status quo and, and you know discord is a name it's the name for the social platform that we're collaborating on but it's also the roman name of the greek goddess eris who is the goddess of discord who's the patron goddess of discordianism and i think i just blurted it out like in this kind of excited way of like look there's that and that and we're all coming together to make chaos happen and we're doing it on discord and that like is really inherently chaotic and beautiful and we're looking for things to kind of like structure that around and to build from well look here's this fully immersive and developed and irreverent kind of law for us to like dive straight into. Eris, the goddess of discord and chaos, has become a central character in how we are moving from act to act and developing the lore of this headless band known as chaos. I've come to know her pretty well, and I gotta say, she's pretty feisty. When transitioning from Act 1 to Act 2, Eris left a message in our Discord server for each house to decide their fate for the next two weeks. A message that was read by three of the house guides, Kathleen Reagan, Jack in the Way, and me. Word has it that Eris, the goddess of chaos, is coming to visit us once more. I think here she is now. It has been two weeks since I drew you into this collective of creatives. Your mission, to create timeless art. I've watched while you created a sense of order for yourselves. By dividing into three houses each with four bands and a troop of alchemists. There were many technical trials and creative tribulations, but your order has proven effective in allowing you to find a path to 15 unique creations. You've done well. However, one thing is certain, wherever I notice order, disorder is soon to follow. Now, disorder is inevitable, but you have proven yourself full of potential. And so I present an opportunity to shape your own fate. See here, three apples of discord. The golden apple, which is grown from the seed of confidence. The ruby apple, grown from the seed of good fortune. The emerald apple, grown from the seed of wisdom. Each represents a different reality. A different means by which I will reach out and begin to dissemble the order you've carefully crafted. Now choose one and take a fateful bite. So again, that's three houses, house A, B, and C, and 12 bands in total. Each band has a producer, vocalist, and flex musician, which is like a wild card. So Ares came in and was like, let's shuffle up, let's play musical chairs, but here's the catch. The houses will ultimately decide how their teams are shuffled by blindly picking one of three options, presented through Apple emojis made by our fab visual team. Eris was like, yo, I'm going to do something. You might remember our friend Will, another guide and leader here helping to steward a team of bands. But I appreciate the art y'all have made so far, so I'm giving you a choice. Three apples. Each apple stood for a different reality, basically a different iteration of, of bands. So each house band member voted in Discord by choosing one of the three apples. At this point, it's, it's like out of our hands. They, they chose. That's when their teams were revealed. In 
transitioning from Act 1 to Act 2, campers have really started to let go and lean into this idea of chaos. It's a vibe, it's a story, it's a moment, it's a growth period. And we're really starting to gather and rally behind it. In chaos magic, there's the idea of like a sigil or a sign. So I see the headless artist chaos as being like that, like a sigil. We've mentioned before in camps the ideas of containers. And I think containers have been super powerful for rallying people around some kind of an abstract concept and allowing that abstract concept to take more shape. So I kind of see uh, the, the, the idea of the headless artist of chaos that, that we're all contributing to as being like a, like a hyper container, like a sigil container. Everyone in Camp Chaos, from the development team to visual team to the Lord to the music economics, the operations team, all of us are using this singular container, this idea of chaos to put forth this bodacious body of work. That's 45 songs, yo, with visuals too, in eight weeks. It's crazy. And so that's what we're going to be talking about next, which is the music of Camp Chaos. It is so fresh. It's so fire that campers are so hype every week. And those who aren't directly in the band sometimes feel a little FOMO. Here's Matthew talking about how he felt during one of the camp-wide breakout sessions. Because first I jumped into the economics call. And all I could think while I was in that call for five, six minutes was like, I need to get out of this call and into the houses. It was like, there was this sick like session or listening session happening inside the studio. And I was outside the studio in the other room talking business. And like my artist self was screaming to get into the house and start listening to these jams. And yo, I feel that way too. I'm not in any of the bands, but you know, it's an exercise in ego of just being here and being able to hear this insane, fresh music every week by the most talented artists. And it's inspiring. It's such a beautiful space. But without further ado, let's hear this music. It has been amazing to see the spirit of kind of mischief. I feel in all the tracks I've heard across all the bands, none of them sound too much like anything you've heard before there's 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 a mischief in the meeting of different minds from different genres welcome everybody hope you're doing well uh, really excited to get into these with you you might remember jack he is a music guide for house b this is him talking to his house during the weekly listening party. And I just want to like, just take a moment to appreciate the creative vulnerability that goes into like what it takes to work with people that you've never really worked with before ever. And then also share it a week later is, is quite a creative feat from where I'm sitting. <sighs> that is right. Each band has to deliver a finished song every two weeks. Wild, right? And to do that, you have to get V vulnerable, V quickly, with people you don't know V well. Here's vocalist and songwriter Boyan Titled and vocalist and producer Lack Honey discussing this process in a band meeting. I have the lyrics and when I was reading them and thinking about like possibly changing them, just honestly they really resonate and just like where I'm at personally. I'm my 
I've been married for five years. I've been in this in my relationship for eight years, and we're currently separated, which is a new thing. And so this idea of wow, yeah, um, the lyrics that you wrote really resonate because that's you know wow. we're, we're not even really communicating, just like as a point of like let's completely just kind of work on ourselves and then step back into the relationship and just see how that feels. So the walls <laughs> feel real and so crazy. Man, yeah. Before we adjourn, I just want to say, like, I really appreciate, um, Mark, you, like, opening up in that way. I know it's, like, a very trying period for you. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy for me because this, this wasn't a song that I, like, I made it and kind of just, like, didn't think too hard about it. And so you saying that is making me appreciate it more mm -hmm. and, like, come at it from, like, a different perspective, which is cool because this is kind of, like, you, you, you made that substantial through sharing. So thank you. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I hope that everything works out for you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. There was this moment on the House C breakout. Everybody was talking about how, like, they've never been in a collaborative situation where ego was so low because of just the way it's set up. Like, you have to, you have to get it done. You got two weeks. I know you feel The whole theme allows us to just be free in the fact that even if it's not something we might normally do in our genre or on our solo song or solo production, we come into it knowing that we're creating something that's chaotic anyways. That's John Hart, singer in Band 12, House C. Just let it go and whatever comes out is going to be dope regardless. So I think just knowing that, we're, we're solid. I feel like in so many writing rooms, there's so many different egos at play. That's Zach Britt, also in band 12. And then at this, there's just like 80 different people in one band, so there's no ego. We're all just making something. My heart is thumping loud. I'm at your pound, for pound. I won't throw in the town. As it again, we were more Also, from that same listening session in House C, here's Rosalie, a vocalist in Band 10. When I'm in writing sessions with people or collaborations, like the intentions are very much, they're different than what the camp is. And our intentions here are different. And I think it's freed us up in a lot of ways to do a lot of like the hybrid experimentation or maybe to collaborate with people that we wouldn't have thought to collaborate because maybe they do different genres and we're not traditionally used to working with people in different genres as much. Letting go of ego requires trust, which is something that Michael Onabolu, vocalist and rapper in Band 9, brought up during the call. 
Like, I feel like this has been a cool giant experiment in like a trust fall. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're on a giant internet trust fall and I feel like everything that's coming out of it just feels like, it, it's true though. Like, and I feel like everything that's coming out of it just feels like so unique. All this courage a compliment Create change with this common sense Speaking straight to the spark within I'm not worried about what it sounds like or you know like what it what it's gonna look like it's just like just do it just have fun with it try something different try something new and then see where it goes and refine it after pray for everyone to have something like this because this is so cool like any artist I think would, would dream for something like this this is cool I could probably act it so I so perfect till I get a reaction Facade of distraction, focus on my faith, got me feeling attraction. Light up in the sky that they calling me Batman. Sweeter than the pie that be circling mad fans. Golden ratio, hundred in my stance. Apple, orchard, abundant in all lands. Confident, boost of the spirit, expression with purpose, our courage coherent. Positive, covalence increasing, electronic bonding, our chaos is reaching. I mean, I'm Captain Obvious here, but the songs are all fire, dude. They're all fucking fire. That's Mark Redito talking with Fran and Will during a weekly debrief meeting. These aren't just like songs. These aren't songs that people are like making, thinking that they're going to trigger the Spotify algorithm. They're like, this is like some art happening. Because they're that level of quality. Like the artists in this camp are that level of quality. It's not... I'm hearing music that I would never hear either. A weird country shuffle hip hop crash. Like, like it's just there's stuff being made that you would never hear in any other situation, and I don't know. I just have this feeling like it's gonna inspire a lot of people to make certain kinds of music as well. The lack of ego in the community is leading to some exciting and innovating artistic combinations. So how does this collective creation compare to individual creation? Most of us live most of our lives here in the West. There is a sense of like a strong sense of like the individual, right? And, 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 I, and I feel like that's useful in, in, in a lot of contexts, but also there is a sort of, uh, there's something lost in there too when we sort of like really hold on to that notion of individuality. You don't see it often. <laughs> a group of people, a community actually moving together as one. Um, maybe some of their experiments might fail, but it makes the organism actually much more resilient, you know, uh, much more stronger, much more bonded. There's a certain magic in allowing chaos to happen in its natural rhythm, allowing chaos to grow organically. We're able to reach this level of letting go by utilizing high-tech coordination tools, pushing the boundaries of what we can do as a headless band. And that's exactly what we'll be diving into next, one of the biggest experiments in Camp Chaos, Value Flow. We're all sort of like different people, you know, and it, it just sort of like makes me realize how much of a feat this is, what we're doing, you know, gathering people together, coordinating people. Okay, well, how can we all be aligned, you know, 
at the same time, such that we know what to do next. And that's such a feat. There's a lot of organization in Camp Chaos, but it's all about bringing about like a disruption, like a rebirth. I have a lot of belief in this project and in projects like this to support artists. And I think that this could be like a big step, breaking new ground on like figuring out how artists get paid. Remember us chatting about Coordinate from our first episode, the Web3 tool of gold that allows us to give value to fellow campers when we see them providing value to the community and to the project. So how have campers been feeling about using Coordinate? Here's Darby Trash, a band member of Camp Chaos. I'm I'm really confused about this whole coordinate thing and what it is and how it works and I need to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't even know where. I don't even necessarily know what it is or what to start or what I need to be doing or any of that. <laughs> no, 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 don't apologize. That's exactly what this is for. Okay. <laughs> no, no apologies necessary. Um, yeah, so let's run it back. Every two weeks, we are sent a coordinate epoch with a certain amount of give to distribute to the people we've worked with in camp. Our fab econ team then distributes those give as chaos tokens, which after the NFT release of this project will turn into ETH, aka money, honey. Yeah, so basically you're going to receive 100 give points to disperse out to the people that you've been working with. Oh. Um, so if you sign in with your wallet, you should be able to see the whole group. Uh, it says reward your fellow contributors, contact your wallet to participate. And I just fill this out and then just gift my the people that I was working with, right? Fucking dive in, baby. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> So since Coordinate is a decentralized value flow tool, it doesn't have many centralized rules. We're breaking them. So the distro of tokens is based off of each camper's own personal participation and experience. This brings to question, how do we see participation as a metric to allocate give? How do you guys feel about like participation? What is participation to you guys? That's Prod Colin, a producer in Band 4, asking the group this poignant question during Coordinate office hours. In terms of, is participation jumping on a call like this? Or is participation just making sure that we do the best music we can? I, I'm finding a bit of, I guess, in my heart, a bit of guilt sometimes where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not giving enough to the group. This is one of the more complicated pieces of network-based work that we're doing here. We don't always know how to add or allocate value. Here's Will's take on this concept of participation and adding value. Like here's a goal that we all have to create this project, release it well. I have a certain set of things I can do and when I notice that something needs done, I do it, you know? Or I ask, hey, would it be helpful if I do this? And remember, this camp is 80 people large with five different teams. So we don't always interact or cross over with each other. But then I feel like there's a, a bit of a disconnect between myself and 
let's say um the design team or let's say the radio team just gives it's kind of like yeah i see that i see the chats i see what's going on and i probably can just be like hey good work on everything you're doing but there's not really a space where i feel like i i need to be there and then in my head it's just like am i not participating enough from my perspective but i don't know maybe it's just me in my head thinking i need to be more present with the camp just because i i love everything that everyone's doing and i want to be there playing the role that you're in the camp and 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 bringing that like intention of of doing the work like i feel like that is the threshold you know but i can i can feel into a bit of what you're saying related to like oh am i giving enough am i doing enough like i could see those thoughts coming up but like well said like if there's not something like immediately a clear path to to doing more like that doesn't need to be um like like result in guilt or doesn't need to like be like stirred up yeah just accept what you have time to help with and do what you can do but i also think i think like a piece of feedback that i received from it is also like yeah probably an evolution for like the camps containers can be towards making like clear paths to participation in in other areas it's tricky right Participation can impact how visible your role is, how much people see you, how much people want to give to you during the current coordinate epoch. Therefore, some people end up being outliers. Some people happen to have a lot of touch points with different teams across camp. Others don't interact very publicly, but are quietly adding a ton of value to the camp. It means it wasn't a perfect system from the get-go. Yeah, it's a little too early for me to fully tell. I mean, if I looked at the numbers right now, day one, and I said, oh, this is like what we're going with. Yeah, I would probably say that that they're not correct. That's My World, a music producer who has participated in Song Camp since Genesis and now is a producer for House C Alchemy. That's just from my perspective, but I'm, I look at it like it's week one out of three and there's a lot of time left. And I kind of am really leaning on the fact that the system will work itself out. Yeah, like I'm, I'm interested too to see like all the data played out over the course of the entire camp, right? That's Russ Matthews from the Econ team and our Coordinate Mastermind. There's something about like having this data sort of visible by everyone that might make like the results a little bit reflexive, right? Like you can sort of see what happened and then perhaps certain like issues that each individual sort of sees with it are um, sort of softened through their future actions, right? It'll be interesting to watch. I thought it was a really cool and innovative new way of like distributing money, right? That's Violetta Highland, another producer and vocalist on Alchemy C. But also I could see how, for example, like I wanted to give more to like the visual team, but I didn't know like exactly who did what or how much. So in that sense, I could also see how it could be like a little bit disproportionate potentially because we don't know like what's happening behind the scenes on, on each team. Yeah, it's not perfect. It's not <laughs> the system of giving based on the teams that you're a part of and your own participation. You can't see everybody who's working on this. Each epoch has been an experiment so far. And that's that's Song Camp for you, a space to experiment at the edges of music and Web3. 
We're trying to hold as much decentralization as possible so that it's not just a small group of people deciding how everybody gets paid. We're legit all participating in that decision, which is pretty cool. But there are going to be outliers. There's going to be some situations probably where people don't feel like they were compensated correctly related to the amount of work that they put into this camp. And for that reason, there's a holdback. 10% of all tokens are held. So at the end of camp, we can balance out any of these miscalculations. One way to look at it is like the holdback, which is 10%, is equal to a full coordinate round. Because each of our coordinate rounds are essentially 10%, equaling that 40%. So it's like we have a fifth bag that is equal to a coordinate round that it has so far like room to be designed. The main thing is like, how do we stay away from making centralized decisions about what aspects of a project are the most valuable, right? Because it doesn't make sense for a few people to say, this is how much lore is worth. This is how much the dev is worth before the project has even happened, right? But there, like, there definitely are trade-offs. One super exciting thing that happened during the first Coordinate cycle was that real money and real chaos tokens were distributed to the campers. And then the plan is to send two things this week. One, chaos tokens, our initial airdrop of chaos tokens, and that having been calculated based off what you received on Coordinate and what you self-selected on the form. The other is the UBI. If you opted into the 0.3 ETH, you will be receiving 0.3 ETH by end of week at the latest, hopefully before Friday is the goal. Yes, the chaos tokens based on the coordinate cycle were sent out and they were received. Those are the tokens that represent ownership in the actual NFT sales once we get to that part. And also, can't forget that UBI, Universal Basic Income. How did it make you feel, Yada? Oh man, getting that UBI was such a blessing. Part of that is going to help fund a music video for one of my debut singles. I've already paid my fashion designer friend, Chloe Schnell, for this, and it was the first time that she was paid by a friend for a project. Also the first time that I was actually able to do that from my own pocket. (laughs) So I love how this creative endeavor of chaos is fostering possibilities for more creativity to happen. I just have had this good feeling about the the UBI that's been like really unique um, in this process. That's Tyler Cordy, vocalist in House B, Bear Five. Nice and easy, nice and easy, nice and easy, nice and easy. Hand it over, nice and easy. I think there's something like super powerful psychologically that goes on when your art is inherently valued. Shower me and ease. You gon' help support my dreams. You gon' hold and hold and hold and right when you think you might have whipped. Boom, that's worth like 70. But you didn't out with that on me. Because there's better art is being made when people are feeling less undervalued by the world. I think the hope is that it makes for better, not just music, but better technology and better creation. Having that baseline UBI really changes the dynamic. I really feel more valued 
for like my contributions as a musician and as a member of the community than I have from so many other like traditional projects that I've worked on. Camp has basically gone, you, you are valued because of you. you. Just just by being here and contributing and participating, this community recognizes that you have value. I mean, honestly, I, I woke up really, really happy today because um, the UBI was, I mean, it really means a lot to me as like a musician in uh, 2022 in India, like honestly, it goes a really long way. That's Ocean Tide, music producer for Band 7, House B. Even like the distribution of the chaos tokens, it was just like an imagination thing in my head because, you know, wondering how it's all going to go down and to actually see it happen is just, it's a, it's a good feeling. Nice and easy, nice and easy, nice and easy, nice and easy, hand it over nice and easy, nice and easy. I think there's a lot of thought and heart really baked into the incentive design, this whole chaos system. But I also sort of realized too that uh, we could only incentivize up to a certain point because all of us here are a combination of intrinsic and external motivation. And I feel like the incentive touches on the external motivation. You know, if you do X, you get Y sort of thing. And we know that's only one side of our humanity. There's also the intrinsic part of it where people keep showing up because this is fucking cool, you know, and there's all these cool people, which we're also sort of like touching on as well. It's so fascinating to hear how everyone is feeling about this big experiment in coordination. I feel like we're really starting to operate together and move as one, as one headless bin. <laughs> which leads to the question, now that Eris is forming, now that chaos is showing herself, we're understanding who she is. Will the rest of the world understand who she is? How will the launch of these 21,000 unique NFTs go down? Where will chaos truly reside? No shit, you left me for dead at that red light. I could never vent on you back. The pain you sent, right? Headlights off, crooked road, 3 a.m. alone. Slow down before things happen. You never get to know. What does the future look like? I think it could look like a murmuration. Not in like some analogous picture that's far away, but like actually like feel that real time motion as one with that many people. That to me is like what I could see as a vision for what chaos can be. And maybe the, these 21,000 art pieces are the, the like originating engine of that. My hope and dream would be that we sell out. I think that would be fire. And that everything works. All the financial piping functions, and we don't lose the money anywhere. <laughs> Strike on some real gems of learnings that we bring into the next thing. Not only the next camp, but also like the evolution of, of chaos, because I think like that's super interesting way of seeing it, of like that chaos starts when the project goes live rather than ends. Um, and also, yeah, like being able to integrate that into other things we go and do. My, my hope is that, you know, that chaos doesn't end here, you know, that our friendships would, would continue on, you know, um, whether you're a part of the community or not, you know. Um, and I, I also hope that this also adds on to the resiliency of our community um, and that we also like learn from, from, from this huge experiment. I think for me, deep inside of me, I just want everyone to get paid. 
I just really want to get everyone paid. You know, that that's isn't that it's just is that too high of an ask? Just the beginning of chaos. You don't even know. Mm -mm. (laughs) And chaos is not something to be feared. Chaos is something to embrace. And we all will be able to during our release in a later part of May. Block it out in your calendars, y'all. Get fucking ready for this sick nft drop you you don't even know Hmm. but this nft release won't necessarily be the end of chaos eris is pushing us to move these creations to web 2 land in due time it feels to me like an album that you can listen through start to finish when i listen to these demos and masters i have a belief that I will hear some of those in public. You know, I, I've been kind of riffing off this idea of, you know, everyone goes from Web 2 to Web 3, but what if we were able to go from Web 3 to Web 2 for that value of that exposure and that opportunity? Because I think there's a misconception. People think Web 3 music's only for Web 3 audiences, and I, I disagree. I think it's for every audience. We just have to show them that it's there. That's Mark Rucker. He's leading the rollout plan for Web 2. My name is Mark Rucker. I am from Nashville. My job is to help in connecting our music in the Web3 space with Web2. This music isn't just for Web3, it's for everyone. In the traditional Web2 space, you're really just hoping that somebody can get you on a playlist. And the flip side of what we're trying to do is to show that we have value from Web3 to Web2. And it's like, I'm looking at this and going, if we get 5 million streams on a song that already sold in the NFT space, that's going to explode the value to what we've already built. The beautiful thing of Song Camp, like, is we haven't really had to like take on like label characteristics. That's the beauty of this camp too, right? Like, like Song Camp is not an intermediary in in the funds from from NFTs. We have like this whole split model that makes it completely, actually, very DAO like autonomous. Um, so I think like in thinking through these ideas, it's like where like where do the where does the weight live, and where do the intermediaries like start to show up? Um, and, and who actually wants to do that stuff. I think it's going to be an important thing. There's still going to be some old school steps we got to take to move from Web 3 to Web 2, at least for now. In my mind, I, I see a future where all this stuff can be autonomous and can flow in a way that isn't dependent on like, you know, a handful of people starting to send these quarterly statements, which is like not something I'm dreaming of doing at all. Yeah, it's quite interesting seeing these models sort of emerge, right? In terms of like Web3, <laughs> whatever we call it, marketing or release strategy. Um, I think currently the playbook is you release an NFT, sometimes you fractionalize it, and then you give your supporters tokens. And then you sort of like create a community around that. It's an interesting model. And I think I see a lot of our peers pursuing that model. I just want to be an artist. I don't want to be a social media manager. You know, like you said, you know, I think most of us here, we are our own managers. We are our own 
marketing. We are our own sort of like admin. Gathering consent or consensus from like your audience, there's a limit to that, you know, before it becomes diluted. At least for me, speaking personally, I don't want to like every move that I make. Hey, guys, do you, do you like this? You know, like I, I want to be able to create the music that I like, you know, and, and let that find its audience. I mean, if you think about it, how decentralized can a community centered around an artist be where the focus is the artist? Decentralization in that context doesn't necessarily necessarily make sense unless it's like a larger artist like a headless artist um, L- like chaos yeah like chaos Thanks for joining us on this journey through chaotic terrain. Now we will leave you with a question in the form of a murmuration. Who is chaos? Well, see, is for the things you can control. A is how much there is in the was brought to you by Song Camp, an heiress, goddess of discord and chaos, chaotic dreams, epoch, apocalypse, sometimes forgetting to eat, chaos, dance parties on Zoom, wicked fire gifts in the chats, guides, theater debut, chaos spaces, late night laughter, and great web three fun. This episode was executive produced and edited by Levi Downey, co-produced and narrated by Yada Blooms and Losa, Production and story help from Julie Quack, Francis Miller, Young Spielberg, Will Jurgens, Shamanic, Rosalie, Sarmad Ahmad, Mark Bradito, and Jack in the Way. Theme music by Josh Lippy. Additional music by Levi Downey, mastered by Connor Dalton. And special thanks to Matthew Chain, portal opener of Song Camp. And listeners like you. Yo, yo, thanks for listening to the end again. Did you like the music you heard in this episode? Well, guess what? It was all made by the headless band Chaos during Act 2.